genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one fiery chasm at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us for the last time this week and on this podcast, uh, Molly Knox Ostertag. Hello. Creator of The Witch Boy. Yeah. Hello. So excited to have my heart broken in this minute. This minute is where my heart breaks. Right? Ugh. So today we're talking about Minute 210, which starts with Sam getting to his feet and entering Mount Doom. And it ends mm -hmm. with Frodo holding the ring out over the lava. And he's been holding on to it for a long time and he hasn't dropped it. Dude, what it's been a, a full minute. Like a, yeah. What a what Wait. a moment to end on a Friday. Like, His eyes are just crazy oh in that my last God. frame. <laughs> oh. Just like seeing how much they can do and seeing this movie is so long, so much stuff happens going through these last four minutes and like seeing how much is packed in. And then like this moment, this minute is all this scene. We never leave. There's, it's just the two of them. We don't even see Gollum yet. Like, it's just like, it's the most, it's so good. It's so good <laughs> to give it mm -hmm. this amount of space to breathe and really, really let the, the dread start to build. I also just love, I yeah. love the way the opening looks into the the cracks of doom. Like just this like yeah. eerie light shining out from it. Like it feel you just, you feel like dry and like hot just looking at it. <laughs> yeah, the these doors, this Samoth Nar, this entrance into yeah. the mm -hmm. into the heart of the mountain. Why, why is everything so pointy? In, because in Sauron made it. It's just it's pointy. Eyes. Yeah, I guess this is his personal doorway into the mountain. Pointy aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. he has a. He There's had a three a... league road. <laughs> yeah, he had a, a mood board for like what he wanted. His like. <laughs> decorations look like it's all spikes it's very goth <laughs> oh. it's all yeah it's all all blacks and grays and spikes yeah and chains. Just, yeah artistic rust like that's that's his vibe <laughs> yeah i actually like rust i love stains. i love seeing yeah. him at the very beginning of this entire series like at the beginning of the fellowship because you see his armor like you see him like in full power in his armor and like you see what this aesthetic looks like when it's like pristine um, and it kind of, it almost looks like elf stuff, just kind of, or dwarf stuff. It just kind of is a little more evil, but then like we come to it now and it's like, everything is like rusted and pitted and, and shredded, but it's still very evil looking. I don't know. It's just very good design. Yeah. Just thousands of years of the decay of corruption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so, con I'm continually so confused by the, the structure of this volcano. Maybe I don't understand volcanoes, but it's like, <laughs> you can go into it and see the lava down there, but also there's lava coming out of the top. Like, I, is there an elevator? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't, I'm not a geologist. It's confusing Yeah, It's a I, magic volcano. So I don't I know. I think that's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you would think that there would be lava continually pouring out of this doorway because it's like an opening. Yeah. Cause there's One so much think. pressure in a volcano. Right, and if there's this opening somewhere else, it's not coming out of the caldera up top. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It would be coming out of this. It's yeah, a, it makes it's no a sense. magic volcano, and mm -hmm. that's okay. A magical fire mountain. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. in the nowhere in the text does it say is it, it's a volcano. There's just like fire down there. A mountain of fire. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> oh, really? cool. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I guess it doesn't. So, yeah. But what else yeah. could it be? <laughs> I don't know. 
It's also like the only volcano in Middle Earth, I guess. Is it? It's just the only magic. one anywhere near this. Mm-hmm. Which seems suspect. You'd think there yeah. could be another one somewhere. But it's the only one in this whole region. Yeah, it is, it is weird to have like just one giant mountain that is a volcano. Actually, no, maybe it's not. I feel like isn't... I don't know. I, I'm not a geologist. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> the man invented right? 20 and light. Generally... Generally, they're in chains, but like sometimes you get just one random one that's just like, "Hi, yeah. I'm a volcano here." There's one in Africa, right? That's like just sticking out of the ground. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. a plane. It's one of the tallest. Yeah, yeah. Because like geologically too, it's weird. The Lonely Mountain is even weirder than than Mount Doom mm-hmm. because geologically, why is that mountain so isolated think, and not a volcano? I think the Lonely Mountain is an extinct volcano because it's all like um, carved out inside. I know the dwarves did most of it, but yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I like that. And like, there's lava in there apparently. Yeah. Oh god. In the movie. Hobbit movies. In the Hobbit movies. We shall not discuss. Are you guys gonna? Are you are you gonna do a minute podcast? Okay. (laughs) No. No. We'll probably talk about it. We thought about it, and I was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know if I can put myself through that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can do it. Mm -hmm. Unless Unless you want. um, 800 minutes of Norman Whoa. being drunk and, yeah. and annoyed at, at the Hobbit movies. We'll do them in chunks, like bigger chunks, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. We do like half an hour or something. Yeah, I haven't seen them yeah. since they came out, and I um, I, mean, I probably will watch them someday. I saw, I watched, I was, I had, I live in California, so I had a illegal weed edible, and I was scrolling through channels, and I saw like five minutes of um, Hobbit, the Battle of Five Armies, and I just was like, terrified like what am I looking at like it was like I felt like all of my love for the series was like draining out of me and I was like I have to go away from this I have to go away like I don't know if it was the edible or the uh <laughs> the quality of the movie just filled you with like existential dread you're like no I just was no. like what are, why have I been devoting so much energy to this series Maybe it's all really stupid <laughs> um it's fine I'm fine <laughs> I love the lighting inside this space. It's so beautiful. Frodo looks so angelic here. Like he looks so incredibly beautiful. Just the way he is mm-hmm. lit, like the way it like defines his features. I just, I like, I, I could like could look at his face forever. He's such a good actor. But then like he's so, he's so dirty that there's just something yeah. wrong. Yeah, well, and it's like, there's like even stuff of like the, the, the wind is like blowing his hair back and it's like, you never really... It's, he just looks different than he's looked for the rest of the movie. Like, especially kind of when he's like, he turns around to look at Sam and he just like, he does not look the way he's looked before. And it's I'm over so, here, Sam. Um, I know that like the delivery of that line, like, like I'm over here. And it's like, he almost sounds like he's like, I know you're going to be disappointed with me. Like it's, there's something very poignant in the fact that he still acknowledges Sam, but he's just like, yeah, Sam, a lot has happened since I last saw you, even though that was just a minute ago. Like, mm-hmm. I've, right. I've, I've, I've made some choices. I've reconsidered. Um, yeah. And then good. Sam's lines here are kind of a callback to to Isildur and Elrond in the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Because uh, Elrond tells Isildur, cast it into the yeah. fire. It's not exact, but it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, because Sam would never use the word cast. Right, right. No. In that way. No. in the fire. He's a simple man. He's just like, yes. what are you doing? and he's so sad like I just <sighs> this is this is the heartbreak scene for me because it is Sam he has he has given 
everything to Frodo and he has committed everything to getting him to this moment and trusted like he loves Frodo so much and he trusts that if he just can get him here he will do the right thing and it's realizing that this person has failed and is like he is getting lost like he is he is the person he is looking at is no longer Frodo and he's starting to realize it he doesn't want to realize it like I think in the next minute is where he really gets it but like you can already see there's like tears on his face and it's his you can just hear his heart breaking as he's like he's just like I the Frodo that I know would cast it into the fire and I don't understand why you're not doing it mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, so I think I think this this moment kind of mirrors um the moment in in Kira Thungle where Sam gives Frodo the ring back like we we've talked a lot about like the ring as um like an addiction almost mm-hmm. and like yeah. this is like like a like a relapse and like an all like the ultimate like kind yeah. of betrayal of Sam's trust in in Frodo and yeah. it's really really it's yeah no it's heartbreaking yeah I think it I think especially in the movie I think it really is is treated and sort of like spoken about and shot with like the language of addiction and it's it is just like that heartbreaking thing when you there's someone you love so much and you you know that something's bad for them and they know that it's bad for them. And you've like, you feel like you've had the connective moment to be like, okay, this mm-hmm. is bad, right? Like you're going to be better. And they're like, yes, I will be better. I want to be better. And then it just doesn't. Right. You see them. And then you lose them to that thing. You lose yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the, the shot of like the, the like sort of smoke parting and like seeing Frodo, just like his tiny little form, like standing at the end of the, um, I don't know what this is bridge is like it's a really good shot it just it just I don't know he feels both so small but he also he looks a little bit unfamiliar and you're just like it really does feel like a moment where Frodo could take the ring like you almost believe that he could take the ring and like become a like lord of power like Mm -hmm. that's just sort of how this scene is shot he's shot with a kind of dignity that makes you really believe yeah there's just so much grandeur in the the scene here and the way that this place is presented there's just it's this big like outcropping of stone it's out over all of this lava which is just like this natural force that sauron has bent to his will through Mm -hmm. this space and frodo is standing here where sauron stood to craft the ring yeah frodo is standing in legend and he it's like you you both your heart breaks because you understand that he shouldn't give into the ring but you also understand why he sort of thinks in this moment that he could like take the power of the ring and do something with it like everything has been Mm -hmm. so bad he has been so frail and so weak and he looks so strong and like i don't know scary in this moment like especially sort of at the end of this minute where he's battling with it like he just he looks stronger than he has for pretty much this entire movie and yeah you just believe you just you can you can just believe what the ring is telling him of like take me and take my power and like you can set everything right you can fix everything that's that's been wrong um Mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's very well Uh, done the way they shoot the ring is just so it the way it is a character in the story is so so interesting yeah because it's so divorced uh from like being it's so divorced from them in the books it's not an active participant in the narrative really that's true they make it one here yeah they really do they give it such a malicious intense and you just you just feel it um so frequently even like god like at the end of this minute you can really see how messed up frodo's neck is like it's really bloody from just having the chain around it like it just you're 
you're constantly like they do they you're constantly aware of the physical burden of the ring at this point in the story yes yeah but they never really dwell on it which i think is Mm -hmm. one of the things that's really good about the way it's shown it's really it's always just little insert shots yeah to show things i like that we don't we don't really hear the ring whispering to him mm-hmm. here like it's it's just like us watching this happen yeah well there's mm-hmm. no more convincing for the ring to do mm. it's just whether or not frodo makes this decision now yeah that's really interesting i never thought about that but yeah it's not it's not talking to him we just see him struggling and that almost like it almost it just makes you it makes you sympathize with him more i think to see how hard mm-hmm. it is for him Right. At this point, the ring has done everything it can to push on Frodo. And like clearly mm-hmm. like he's in pain. Like it it's it's like a literal burden and like a, a like a physical burden, like a metaphysical burden, but like he still can't let go of yeah. it. I know that I know, Cassandra, that you haven't seen an interview with a vampire. No, but I've read I've read it. So the relationship that the ring and Frodo have uh-huh. feels like the first part of the story and the relationship that Lestat and Louis have. Oh, that's weird. In that, like, it crystallized into that one line from Lestat to Louis, like, life without me would be even more unbearable. Oh. Mm. Like, Louis is addicted to Lestat in yeah. that story. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, it's so, like, yeah, I, I just, I, I think, like, Frodo and Sam and then I think like the ring slash Gollum is like this really interesting like it's structured like a love triangle and it just is so mm-hmm. I really I really I very much believe like as a writer I love I think like writing things as like romance even if they're not like textually romance is just like a way to like really like approach relationships and like re- like mm-hmm. relationship dynamics and it is it's just Frodo can't he's defined so much of himself this the ring has taken so much of himself it would mean so much for it to go away like mm-hmm. for it to be destroyed that he just he can't do it and it's yeah so sad and sam like, is so heartbroken because he's like we've been trying to get here this is what we've been trying yeah. to do yeah i can really i can really imagine the last thing the ring says to frodo is what would you do without me before he ever enters this space mm. yeah and that's what frodo is like still when he's struggling like scrambling with. up the, the mountain yeah. think about yeah. what you're about to do frodo what would you do without me oh my god see i i um because I am also interested in, in like um, interpersonal relationships and like I write a lot of um, like romantic relationships in my own writing. But I've never mm-hmm. thought about like the ring in that context because, you know, it's not like a person. Um, but, but it is personified. Right. But like yeah. thinking about the ring now as like an abusive ex and like Frodo like keeps going back. Mm. Oh, my yeah. God. That is breaking my heart. <laughs> I know, I know. And Sam is just so, it's just, it's the, Sam is so like needed in the story because he is someone with such a good and simple heart, but he also, because of that, he can never really understand. Like his complete mm-hmm. bafflement in this scene of like, why won't you let it go is so, like really breaks my heart because that is like not what Frodo needs at this minute. Like, right, like right. it's not, it's like he is Frodo, like Sam just cannot understand what Frodo is going through because he has too good of a heart and he's he can't imagine returning to something that causes you pain. Um, mm-hmm. But like as I said, Fro- as I said in an earlier minute, Frodo is the only Hobbit with anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's so insecure. He really is. He really is. He just, I just think he he is such a blank slate of a person and like. 
I think that let him bear the ring for a long time, but it also let the ring, let the ring like right on him and like really, yeah. really warp him in these very big ways. Um, yeah. The ring was able to replace pieces of him because they were less concrete. Hmm. Yeah. Like everything Frodo, everything about Frodo's personality is like loving the Shire and it's like, then they leave the Shire and it's like, by the time they've gotten here, he can't even remember the Shire anymore. Like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it just, it does. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's very real when you're in a toxic or abusive like relationship, be it like with a person yes. or like a project or an interest or an addiction. Like it just is like, even when you know it is painful, it is still, you're like, I, I can't imagine my life without this. Like I mm-hmm. can't take that leap of imagination. And that is so scary. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also just noticed going like, through to the end. Oh yeah. What were you saying? Oh, cause I was just gonna like to, to continue on that, that train of thought, like, being in a scenario like that it changes you and like it erases part of you and like Mm -hmm. I don't know why I've never thought about like Frodo in that context because like I've been in that scenario and like I know Mm -hmm. like I know what that's like so like this is I don't know man I'm like changed right right now (laughs) and then once it's gone Frodo questions everything about himself after yeah and it takes him a long time it takes him like he never fully heals yeah yeah, oh God. Never, yeah. I mean, he has to go to yeah, the book he has to go to elf therapy before he goes. To the, yeah, in the book, it's years before they go to the the Grey Havens and, and yeah. sail away. Mm-hmm. In the movie too, because Sam has some kids. Yeah, the movie the movie only gives us the hint by the by the children, but I think the book tells us explicitly how long it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam and Rosie like live in Bag End with Frodo until he leaves. It's really cute, and he keep but he keeps getting like a he keeps getting sick on like anniversaries of like his biggest traumas and he's just like, yeah. can't especially take it. Like, the stabbing worse. Yeah. Especially the stabbing. Ugh. Ugh. I maintain oh, that that stabbing caused a long, slow death in Frodo. I think so. Yeah. Which is also so like interesting to just like, yeah. that's such an interesting narrative thing to have it happen so early and seem to yeah. recover, but then just be like, it keeps coming back. Um, like I think that that's also part of what makes the ring able to ta- grab hold of Frodo is that the ring's yeah. existence is part of what maintains him because of that wound. Oh, that's really interesting. Because he's now his soul has been partially marred and replaced by the evil of the Witch King's Morgul blade. That that evil can only exist while the ring exists, and without the ring, yeah. It will oh, it will kill God. Frodo because that part of him will die. Oh my God, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. I'm so upset right now. Oh. Uh, he just and there's only sit. so much that Elrond could do to like to, to, to try it. to heal him yeah. and stop its spread. Yeah. But that evil will consume him eventually. Right, that's why he is. He just go. wanted yeah. to sit under a tree and read a book. That's all he wanted, right? He just wanted to dance like a goofy hobbit at parties. Oh my god. Right? He just wanted to be uh, the Shire's eternally most eligible bachelor. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh, man. Like, something about Frodo, too, that, like, we don't see in the movie at all um, is just, like, his sort of tragic backstory of, like, being an orphan and, like, his parents both Mm -hmm. drowning in, like, a freak accident and then, like, him, like, living kind of just like raised by like a bunch of random hobbits in Brandybuck Hall before he got adopted by mm-hmm. Bilbo. Like there's just, there's so much, I really love his character and like Elijah Wood is like a perfect version of Frodo, but there's like another version of Frodo in my mind that's more of the book where he just has 
there's just a lot more nuance and like a lot more layers and like him kind of like having suffered a big tragedy really early in his life and trying to just like be mild and find joy but always being haunted by like sadness um Uh right that's the source of his anxiety yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's the only bad thing that ever happened in the shire and it happened to frodo's parents and frodo yeah but then his relationship to bilbo is like about how family isn't just like who you're born into it's about yeah. who you make your family across your life because bilbo yeah. is his uncle but it's like distant yeah yeah well yeah and bilbo just is like i like you i'm gonna take you home it's so cute and i definitely imagine bilbo is like not good at raising a child but i just <laughs> i just think i just like thinking of them as like just like the two weird hobbits up on the hill like they're even though frodo loves the shire so much he is still kind of distant from it like he, yeah he is not a part of it in the same way that Mary and Pippin and Sam are. Um, he just always has this little thing setting him apart. Yeah. I just noticed by just like scrolling to the end, but like, cause Elijah Wood's blue eyes are such, they're so, they're shot so beautifully in this movie, but like they're totally gray at the end of this. And it's definitely the lighting, but I also just love that it's like, he's not there anymore. Like mm. we, this, like his, there's just so many shots of his blue eyes. Like it's such a character trait. But like the light of the fire makes them totally washed out. And it's just like, yeah. like the ring has won. Frodo is gone. And the way that they're lit too, it almost looks like you can see the ring in his eyes. Well, oh, yeah. Wow. There's just these oh. little bits of light. Of light, yeah. At the edge of the pupil on the lower part. That's so cool. Yeah, they, the, the details are so impeccable in these movies. Yeah. I think they're my favorite adaptations of anything ever. It just it just feels yeah so they're such loving. a they're really good adaptation work yeah yeah I I can't I can't think of anything off the top of my head where I'm like yeah this is a better adaptation because like these I like I keep saying it uh like over and over again on the podcast but like I love these because it like does the fan servicey thing but not too much and it's also mm-hmm. super accessible so it's like oh like just telling being able to tell this story to like the the as many people as possible like yeah the, the books stuff. are like uh, i love them and they're actually a lot more readable than i remember them being but they are still like a hefty thing to read and it's just so yeah. good that it's so much of them is distilled down into the movies and like we have mm-hmm. we can have these like visuals that feel so perfect um like yeah they just pair so perfect like this yes like this yeah just god the shot of him looking over his shoulder at sam is just like there's so much in that look Mm -hmm. it's so subtly villainous it's villainous and it's sad because it's like i know that yeah like why is he just standing there it's so it's so confusing and it's just like frodo's like i know you're gonna I know I'm going to disappoint you. Like, you're not going to like what I'm about to do. Um, yeah. Like, it's he's, just... he's cradling the ring before Sam says something to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's cradling it. And then he's just like, Sam's like, throw it into the fire. That's what we came for. And Frodo, like, is like, should I do it? And then he just can't. Like, he's probably, he's probably rubbing the ring with one finger like he does and in the two towers sometimes yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way the golem always did and then sam comes in and he's just like oh i must i should make this look convincing yeah well i think i think it's like i mean sam is his better sam, sam is the better angel of his nature like he frodo is totally taken sam comes in and like 
is almost enough to get him to throw mm-hmm. it into the fire, but it's still yeah. not enough. It's just, it's just knows, too strong. He knows that what he's doing, like he's thinking about doing is wrong. Yeah. And like Sam being there, like reminds him of that. Like he's, he's yeah. conscious. Yeah. Also the yeah. only white light in this scene is in the wide shot behind Sam. Oh my God. You're right. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Man, the things they do with like the composition of these shots, like, just the composition of the way like this rock looks with like smoke swirling around it. It's so, it's so epic. It's so instantly iconic. Um, mm-hmm. I think like these movies, like, like I've been going through and watching just a lot of clips from them when I'm writing the part of the fan fiction. And it's so amazing how like you can always tell what scene it is um, mm-hmm. really quickly. Just be, like, just like the lighting and the visuals are so iconic, despite the fact that the characters never change clothes and like, there's so much <laughs> of the movies. Um, it's just like everything's really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love these movies so much. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> too I just love listening to other much. people be excited about them. No, I know. That's my favorite thing about having guests. <laughs> yeah. I'm having, I'm like really, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I think in times of trouble and like stress, I, these are like my like safe place to go to because I just like, mm-hmm. It's, it's just such a wonderful giant world that you're like, I just want to dive into it and spend some time in this story and like find new things. Um, mm-hmm. And they're always really, really rewarding for that. Like the more you look at them, the more there is to find. And I think it's like especially comforting now considering like all of the crazy nonsense that's happening like in real life, yeah. like to yeah. have a story that feels like home and like, you know, good triumphs over evil and, and all of these like warm characters that we, that we love so much. Like, yeah. 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 And I mean, there's, there's a theme to them that um, like when I watched them this summer, the theme that really hit me was the idea of so many of the characters are leaving. Like the, the elves are, their world is ending. Um, mm-hmm. Like even like sort of like the Numenorians, like Aragorn's people, like there's not a lot of them left. Like it's just, everything's kind of coming to an end. And there's, you, it feels like this moment where they're fighting for a future and they're fighting for whether the future will be something positive or something negative, but no matter what it is, like when the ring is destroyed, that will mean that a bunch of elven magic stops working. That will mean the end of all of these things. And it's to be fighting for that, like to me is so poignant to be like the world that we are a part of and the world that we were raised in, we maybe do have to destroy it in order to get to something better like yes. and there's no use like clinging to it um like all we can do is try to fight for something better um because if we don't do that then something worse will take its place like that that's mm-hmm. what really yeah. really <laughs> slams me in the heart uh on this rewatch um mm-hmm. just like maybe like so many of these elves they're fighting for a world that they cannot live in and they're fighting for a future that they'll never see and that's like yeah, but they're, they're still fighting just as hard mm-hmm. yeah exactly very poignant <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for um, letting me just talk for so much, so long about my favorite movies. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's why we're here. That's why yeah. we're doing this. So. <laughs> I really yeah. appreciate it. We want to talk about our favorite movies. We want other people to talk about our favorite. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful to go through this scene with such a fine tooth comb and just um, pick up everything that makes it so so strong and so powerful. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, this is this is just like it's just one of the most epic scenes you I like ever seen in anything. It's very much mm-hmm. written yeah. in my brain. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you for joining us this week. Yeah. You yeah. want to remind our listeners where they can find you on the internet? Mm-hmm. Oh sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm Molly Knox Ostertag. I'm a cartoonist and TV writer. 
You can find me on Twitter at Molly Ostertag. Um, but if you want my Lord of the Rings hot takes, they're on my se- separate Twitter, which is Hobbit Gay. Um, and there's lots <laughs> of like doodles and memes and just like Lord of the Rings thoughts um, that I consider to be too annoying for my main Twitter. So uh, that's me. Thank you so much for awesome. having me on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's awesome been real guest. fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for our listeners, we're from DuelingGenre.com, but you know that already. As always. As always. <laughs> and if you want to find some more Movies by Minutes podcasts, not our Dueling Genre, you can head to MoviesByMinutes.com to find a uh, a cornucopia, uh, a smorgasbord of all the currently running and completed Movies by Minutes podcasts. There's about 150 of them now, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you can find something else to listen to. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week to see the see what's going on with Frodo oh here. Oh my god, we're at like the climax of the I movie. Know, I know so we're here. <laughs> there's there's like literally thirty minutes left. It's like thirty one minutes until the credits roll. Oh my god, can I give you a high five? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Good stuff coming up. <laughs> right, we'll be back on Monday. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.